Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Any chemist shop in Ireland, it's pretty straightforward uh, uh, to buy the likes of Salpidine and Eurofen Plus, both medications that contain codeine. And codeine can be highly addictive. Yet it's one of those addictions that can go largely unnoticed by people around the person suffering from it. Now, we're going to uh, talk to a chap now called Eric, which is not his real name. Plus, you may also notice that his voice is distorted to keep his identity private. Eric has struggled with his codeine addiction for seven years. Good afternoon, Eric. How's it going? Could you tell us the circumstances about which in which you first came to take codeine, and and in that instance, how long were you taking it for? Uh, yeah, I was taking them for headaches at the start, and it ended up being a seven-year addiction. And that first time, I mean, you were having headaches. Presumably, they were helping you with the headaches. How long in that first instance were you taking them for? Yeah. They were helping for a while, but then what I didn't know at the time was that codeine gives rebound headaches. And for that reason, I was getting them more often, so then I was taking the pills more often. And then I realized when I didn't have them, I was kind of getting withdrawals without me even realizing what they were, you know. And could you describe what the withdrawals were like? Well, there's a million things you could say about them. They're awful. Like you sweats, body shakes, leg cramps, body cramps. You like you feel dead basically. And as you say at the start, you didn't realise they were withdrawals. Like, did you go to a doctor and say that you were having these uh, symptoms? No, no. I, I I googled what I was having, and then I kind of realised maybe I'm addicted to these now. And when you made that realisation, what did you do? I tried to stop, but I couldn't. The withdrawals were too much. So then. You, you, you kind of had to feed this habit. How complicated yeah. was that to go to various chemist shops? Yeah, it was tough. Like every day, my only thing in my head was to get pills, you know. Um, and I couldn't get off of them, no matter how hard I tried. I needed help, but I couldn't open up about it at the time, you know. When you'd go to a chemist shop, would you have to go to different chemist shops uh, every day to try and make sure you got some? Yeah, yeah. I'd have to go to two every day. And were you ever refused? Yeah. Oh, a few times, yeah. And what would they say to you when they refused you? They'd tell me they didn't have them in stock. So I'd wait till next week and go again and they'd say the same thing again. But then I knew that they were refusing me because they probably saw me so often buying them. Some places did tell me that we're not giving them to you without a prescription or without a doctor's note because they knew I was hooked on them, you know. Yeah. Did it affect your ability to work? It did and it didn't. Like, when I had them, it made me feel normal and okay and I could get about my day. But when I didn't have them, I was going through withdrawals. So that kind of affected me, yeah. Was it was it salpidine mostly you were taking? It was salpidine at the start, but then when I went to a pharmacy one day, they didn't have salpidine, so they gave me Norfin Plus. And they were totally different altogether. They were way stronger and just gave me a different kick altogether. And with those, they were almost impossible to stop, like, you know. And when you say a kick, what kind of a kick? Like, it uh, gave me energy, motivation, you feel happy, all that kind of stuff. How many were you taking a day? The worst was 48. Whoa. Yeah. What kind of physical effect did that have on you? Um, like, when I had them, it made me feel normal. And when I didn't, I couldn't move. Like, I was thrown down all day. Even if I dropped something on the ground to pick it up, it would have killed me to pick it up. 
because of my body was in so much pain. But I'd say it must have taken a toll on your body, particularly on your stomach. Oh, big, big, big time, yeah. yeah. I ended up um, getting two stomach ulcers and I tore the lining of my stomach and I puked up four pints of blood. Did you tell anyone? Yeah, I had to do it. I had to do it then because I lost so much blood. I was so weak. So I went to the doctor and I told my father and then I went to hospital and they checked the camera down my stomach and found out about the ulcers and they kind of weaned me off the drugs then when I was in the hospital. And did that help? It did, yeah. It did and it didn't. Like, I was still getting massive withdrawals, but I stuck through them because I was stuck in hospital, so I didn't have a choice to go through it, you know. Mm. I knew if I was outside, I would have relapsed again, you know. So from that point on, did you stay off them? I did until about a year I was off them. And then I got a headache in work again one night. And one of the lads had Norfolk Plus. And I was thinking whether I want it, but I said I'll just take it to once. And once I'd done it, I was back on them again. So eventually you did join Narcotics Anonymous. Did you meet many people there who were also addicted to codeine? I'm not sure. No one really talked about what they were addicted to. We just kind of said we were addicts in some sort of way, you know. And did that help? It did, yeah. Yeah, it did. Big time. And did that help you to, to say you're six months clean now at this stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're now living in Spain. Why did you decide to, to, to move mm. there? Because they don't sell coding products over the counter over here. So what do you do now, though, Eric, if, like, you get a headache? and Are there, you know, are there painkillers you can take? Yeah, I, I just take paracetamol. I was just always using the excuse that my headache was that bad that I needed those, you know. But in reality, it wasn't. Has there been any permanent damage to your stomach, for instance? No, has it not. Do you think you'll ever be able to move back to Ireland again? Oh, I will. I, I definitely will, yeah. I'm only going to stay here for a few months. Okay, but that temptation will be there, I suppose, in Ireland because you can buy them over the counter. I don't know, to be honest. Like, uh, I, I believe in myself 100% now. Do you know, once I got past that hurdle, I feel like I'm better now. Mm. But I knew if I stayed there longer, I probably would have relapsed, yeah. Do you think these things should be, be able to be purchased over the counter? No, not at all, no. As you say, in Spain, they're not. Uh, um, I suppose, is Ireland yeah. unusual in that way? I don't know. I kind of think so, to be honest, yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be able to buy products over in a pharmacy if they're addictive, like, you know. A doctor should be prescribing them to you, I think. Yeah, indeed. And so are you feeling much better in yourself now? Yeah, 100%, yeah. Yeah. I'm active, I'm running, I'm working out. I'm doing things I never used to do when I was taking the pills, you know. Uh, well, that's uh, that's good to hear, Eric. And thank you so much for uh, speaking with us today. And uh, we wish you the very best of luck for the future. And th- uh, Eric, thank you very much. No problem. Thanks, William. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. On News Talk.